Thank you for plugging into this Family Life News podcast, streaming issues-driven, family-focused news. Welcome back to another edition of Capital Connection. Fridays during the noon report, we give you, the listener, direct connection to what's happening in Albany and Harrisburg with the experts on the issues. At the state capitals, they are, as always, Jason McGuire with New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedoms and Michael Gear at the Pennsylvania Family Institute. Gentlemen, so much to discuss this week. Lots going on. We'll try to do it in 10 minutes or less. And Jason, I'll start with you. Uh, what do you think were the major headlines from this week's State of the State address in Albany? Well, for anyone who thought that Governor Kathy Hochul was going to tack to the center following the election, she did not appear to do so. Everything that she put forward in the uh, State of the State address was another big government program, whether it was more funding for abortion or a state takeover of local land control, whether or not you can use gas appliances in your home, or even uh, another state-sponsored uh, child care program. Everything was a big government approach to common everyday problems. Yeah, the gas stove ban was one that really caught a lot of us uh, off guard. I mean, this it, within this decade, th- this could happen. This isn't science fiction here. Yeah, it just seems tone deaf and, and just ignorant concerning what just happened in Buffalo. That you see the failure of the grid system there during that blizzard to now make people be reliant upon electricity as opposed to other forms of alternative fuels. Even as a backup supply, it just doesn't seem like it makes any sense at all. Yeah. Well, the government dysfunction seems to be alive and well in Harrisburg as well, Michael. To quote one leader, the bonds of trust have been broken. Seems the GOP is having second thoughts about the House Speaker, Mark Rossi, or Mark Rossi, I should say. What's going on here? Well, there's a whole lot more action at the Pennsylvania Farm Show this week than there is at the Pennsylvania State Capitol in terms of actually moving a, an agenda forward. You know, because we have divided government in the House of Representatives, this Mark Rossi, a Democrat, was elected speaker in sort of a last-minute deal. He said that uh, he would become an independent, but then now it looks like he's reneging on that, and so there's action that may see him removed as speaker. But then he also has on his agenda this uh, sex abuse uh, issue, constitutional amendment, but they can't come to an agreement on the rules for the special session. He then locked the chamber, and so there's been no action taking place. We'll come back to that in a minute, but first, Jason, if I had a dollar for every New Yorker that said, what's going on with the gun laws in New York? I'd be a millionaire right now. The U.S. Supreme Court has weighed in on this. Uh, Try to make sense of it if you would. Yeah, essentially, there was uh, folks that uh, supporting the Second Amendment here in New York. They went to the Supreme Court asking for an intervention, an emergency action, while the rest of the case is heard. And the Supreme Court of the United States said, no, 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 we're going to let things play out in the appeals process before it comes to the Supreme Court. And so uh, Governor Kathy Hochul's gun laws are in effect while these cases proceed. That's not unexpected. I wouldn't be discouraged by what will happen when it eventually gets to the Supreme Court. Uh, it's pretty common for the court to not want to intervene, but 
it does mean that constitutional rights, uh, when it comes to the Second Amendment rights of, of uh, churches to defend themselves, individuals to carry, will be on hold until it is heard at the Supreme Court. All right, let's get back to Harrisburg and Michael. Uh, Republicans in the Senate have bundled uh, voter ID reforms, which they feel passionately about. With this, as you had mentioned, the Sex Abuse Survivors Amendment, they've bundled that all together. Do you think that is the appropriate way to go about this in trying to get the new voter IDs into law? Well, you know, I mentioned there wasn't a lot going on in the Capitol, but that's not true with what's happening in the Senate with that bundling of those constitutional amendments. That is not an unusual way for them to act. Voter ID is popular in Pennsylvania, and uh, there's a lot of us that would like to see that get on the ballot. Then the sex abuse scandal almost made it to the ballot, but then the Wolf administration, the Secretary of State, failed to advertise it, so that did not go forward. So this does set up a point of contention, though, with the way the Senate wants to do it and whether the House and whether they'll act on it is another question. All right. Hey, Jason, how much trouble is uh, that freshman congressman from downstate New York, George Santos, in? He was one of uh, several downstate that helped Kevin McCarthy get the gavel from Nancy Pelosi. Do you think it's time for him to resign? Yeah, we do. Uh, New Yorkers for Constitutional Freedom has called for the resignation of uh, Representative Santos. He really has built his entire candidacy on, on just lies. He's fabricated everything about his story, and it just does not seem he should hold that office. Now, there's little that can be done. There will be a House ethics investigation, but for now, it's up to Representative Santos as to whether or not he will resign, though the pressure is growing. All right. Michael, this was a story that we reported on last week that kind of flew under the radar, but being a big proponent of school choice. be really interesting to get your thoughts. There's, there's a liberal think tank out there called Education Voters PA. It wants to keep tabs on conservative school boards throughout Pennsylvania. What's their play here? Well, that's an interesting question, Bob, and if we were in a visual sort of setting with a video blog or some kind of TV thing, I could put a flowchart up to show where this education group is coming from. Basically, it starts with the teachers' union and the public sector unions that then have a group called Keystone Research Institute that they set up to promote the union agenda and a leftist progressive agenda. Then they form this education voters in PA sort of as a third-tier kind of shadow group to keep tabs on what they think, uh, you know, parents getting involved in education in school districts all across Pennsylvania. So they're fighting back to keep that progressive agenda going in the schools against what we promote here at Pennsylvania Family Institute, which is parental involvement and watching out for the kids. All right. January 20th is the National March for Life, and it will be here before you know it, Jason. Uh, the first in a post-Roe America. And uh, I'm wondering if you could explain to our listeners a little bit about how this debate has changed since the Roe decision in New York, and what are the life issues that people should be keeping an eye on in Albany this year? Yeah, I think in the Empire State, what's changed is uh, those who support an unfettered right to abortion recognize that their time is short, and so they are doing everything they can to clamp down and try to enforce this full-blown late-term abortion agenda. Governor Kathy Hochul, in her recent State of the State address, has now also talked about fully funding uh, abortion and expanding uh, the payments of it for people even coming from other states, paying for their flights and other things we've talked about in the past. This is an attempt really just to posture on this issue, and it shows the pro-life movement is winning. 
though it is going to take time. Michael, your organization was the first in the country to host a pro-life march after the decision last June. You did that in the fall, one of the largest uh, rallies ever in Harrisburg. But there are fights to be fought in your state as well, especially given a new administration coming in, the Josh Shapiro administration. What are some of the life issues we need to be keeping an eye on this year? Well, it's a challenging environment, to, to say the least, with Josh Shapiro coming in. He said in his campaign that he supports Pennsylvania's Abortion Control Act, but then out of the other side of his mouth, he said that he wants expanded uh, opportunities for people to access abortion, taxpayer funding of abortion. So in some ways, it's going to be a defensive fight to stop the Shapiro administration and the Democrats in the House of Representatives from advancing a abortion right up until birth agenda, which the Democrats seem to support here in Pennsylvania. And then we want to coalesce with those who are pro-life to look at some agenda items about how we can advance both protection for pregnancy resource centers as well as advance things in legislation uh, to protect unborn life. All right. And finally, guys, we want to talk about the power of prayer. And uh, what else can you say about the DeMar Hamlin story? Jason is a lifelong Bills fan. What's your takeaway from this uh, tragedy turned triumph sort of story that transcends sports? Well, you know, it's heartening to see uh, America recognize uh, the power of prayer again. So often you hear thoughts and prayers, thoughts and prayers every time there's some kind of a tragedy. This time the thought stopped. And America's hearts just turned to prayer. And I thought that was encouraging. Uh, you know, we have seen people have so many conversations about how God was moving in this situation. And that's not to take anything away or downplay what happened medically on that field. And that was remarkable. But it is the great physician who ultimately has given us even that medical knowledge. We see that in the times of crisis, people do turn to prayer. Yeah. And, Mike, I've never seen anything like it. I mean, from coast to coast, football stadiums were turned into giant prayer meetings in the NFL and even ESPN. A guy stopped mid-sentence and prayed aloud. ESPN could not believe it. What's yeah. your takeaway from this story? Well, it's interesting because I saw a Facebook post this week from uh, Coach Joe Kennedy, who won that case in the United States Supreme Court, who was fired from his job for praying at the 50-yard line silently by himself, and then students came around him. I think Americans are going to take another look at uh, what Coach Kennedy did and say, hey, you know what? We should be praying for the safety of those students and the football players and athletes all over because prayer does make a difference, and we should be praying. The power of prayer. I know, Jason, you're going to be praying for a big Bills win this weekend uh, on their way, hopefully, to the Super Bowl. We'll see. But, hey, so much to talk about. If folks have questions about any of the issues we discussed today or they want to just know, hey, what is New Yorkers for constitutional freedom? Why do you exist? Jason McGuire, what's your website? AlbanyUpdate.com. Stay informed on all the issues in Pennsylvania. Headed to the March for Life. There's information on your website, Michael. What is that? PAFamily.org.